the undeniable podcast where it can't be disputed or denied what God has done. So, hello everybody. How's everybody doing? Welcome back to the podcast. We're here today with myself, my wife, and a couple here, a family of ours. Go ahead and introduce yourselves. I am Cassandra Cassie. I like to be called. My name is Elijah uh, Garcia. <laughs> I go by Elijah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Russ Russell. That guy. Um, and then there's. Um, Russell's wife, Clarissa. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just here today. It's been a while, and uh, just like I said a while ago, you know, we weren't recording, but I'm glad you guys are able to do this and able to share no with others, you know. And it's good. It should be good, you know. I'd also like to get <clears throat> your mom at some point. Yeah. You know, I know things are hard right now, but maybe even if I can't do it in person, you know, there is a way to do it, you know, remote that way. Yeah. Yeah. But. You know, uh, I don't know how things have been for you guys during all this. I know I've had a quarantine once already. Um, you know, it's just all about being safe and, you know, and then everything else else is going on. And, you know. Yeah, we've been trying to do our best, uh, just pretty much isolating ourselves. Uh, we go out to groceries and we'll go do things or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. with the requirements of masks and stuff like that. But, right. I mean, at the same time, you know, Elijah's friends want to come over and play basketball, and yeah. Yeah. we got to take all that into consideration, not just for ourselves, but for everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And I know, I think we were talking about it a while ago, you started a channel, you can go ahead and throw that out there. It's yeah, pretty neat. I am doing this, well I started it before all of this happened, but I really started hitting it hard now that we're home all the time. I love to right. cook. Um, I guess I never thought that I would love to cook because I sure didn't cook when I was first married. <laughs> 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 but I don't know. I, I never really liked school very much and learning, but then there's just certain things that I wanted to research and learn about. So yeah. cooking yeah. is definitely one of them, getting the kids involved in some of that and, right. um, and diets you know, and losing weight. And she says she doesn't like school, but she certainly has a lot of knowledge of like cooking or even like homeopathic stuff, she's on that kind of stuff, you know. She does that. Well it's easier to learn something you enjoy. Like, you know. Like for me, I I love cooking. I watch the channel. You know, you're more healthy oriented. Mm -hmm. I'm not. Um where's the meat? Where's the meat? Where's the oil? Where's the butter? (laughs) You know. But it's good because you know what? If I ever had to, I could always go back to it and be like, okay. This is where I can start. Yeah. Because it's a good jumping point, you know. Yeah, that's good. But so what is the channel called? It is called Keeping It Cassie. And where can they find you? Um, on YouTube. Just Keeping It Cassie on YouTube. I also have a Facebook page, same name. Yeah. Um, Instagram, same name. Um, Keeping It Cassie underscore I don't know what that's called. Underscore G, yeah, yeah. On Instagram. Good. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Like I said, I mean, everybody's doing something, you know. I started this podcast before all this happened and it's just yeah. gotten harder to do because of the social distancing yeah. Yeah. you know and I actually started it in quarantine mm-hmm. you know yeah. and it wasn't my plan but it, you know it, it'll work itself out I think it kind of forced 
you to do it because mm-hmm. we were waiting for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was like a month before then, and he had all of his stuff set, had all the equipment, and it was like, <laughs> so when are we going to start doing equipment. it? Yeah. yeah. And I've been just doing it pretty simple, but it wasn't until you were locked up in quarantine until <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess you have time to do start that now. <laughs> <crazy. laughs> and I wasn't just in quarantine in a house, but in a basement. Yeah. Because in the, in the beginning, it was like, you don't want to pass it to your family yeah. and everything like, and they were really unsure about how it can travel, so uh, mm-hmm. we kept him in the basement for a week. <laughs> then he got tested, he was negative, we were good, and he came out, yeah. <laughs> no, for real, it was like, here, just hand you a bowl, and like, lice all right after. <laughs> like, it was rough. Two I was super, and run. I was super stressed, because I didn't know how to handle it. I mean, it was really scary in the beginning. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. How, I mean, how we took it, too, because she yeah. has asthma, and it yeah. gets pretty bad when she's sick, and Noah, right. too. So. And the fires and everything. Oh, yeah, man. and the fires it's are been messed up. Yeah. 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 More vegan rests. I'm going to watch Cassie's videos and start cooking hey, some stuff. I, I told you. A lot I'm, of stuff more coming from the vegans. I've seen some of the videos. I've seen some of the photos, and I was impressed. I was like, man, it looks good, you know? And then you're like, it's jackfruit. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> but I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm I seen one at the grocery store, and I almost bought it just because oh, everybody yeah. says, like, try it or whatever. Yeah. i seen it at Safeway. I will not buy a fresh jackfruit. I'm no. just saying. <laughs> because I heard that that stuff really stinks. Yeah. And the way that you have to take it apart and everything, I don't want to deal with that. It looks gooey. When they take yeah, like, it, I was like, so you could buy some already. You, I but bought this like one in a can stuff. at Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. So it's like two bucks for so a can, and yeah. I made like four sandwiches out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> see that too? You were doing the grocery hauls out of there. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of cool because yeah. I don't yeah. shop at those places. Yeah. Like, yeah. Trader Joe's sprouts are Yeah. But anyway. This isn't a cooking podcast. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but, you know, if you guys want to check it out, keep me at Cassie on YouTube. Good stuff. I, like I said, I've watched it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> not really inspired to change yet, but I will try some things. Yeah. We <laughs> so let, some let's, uh, let's kind of jump right in. Um, and you guys can both answer, you know, okay. just whoever. Yeah. You know, feel free to jump in wherever. Uh, at what age year did you come to the Lord, and how long have you been serving the Lord? So I have been in the Lord since my mom was pregnant with me. So, you know, I've heard that music since I was in womb. Right. Um, Yeah, so I've been in the Lord for 36 years. Yeah, I remember it was longer longer than me. Because I remember we used to give you guys rides to church. You did. I remember Um, waiting outside in the front for you guys to pick us up. And (laughs) that was seven. A little menace. But, yeah, I remember that. I remember we used to argue over certain things, too. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I was like, no, it's, what, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and you're like, no, it's I probably Jesus. was, but I remember <laughs> that. And, that, but, and, yeah. and that's, that's where I remember. <laughs> that's funny. You know, but, you know, that's good. You know, you've always had, since, since, since you know, you were born, you've had a strong foundation. And, you know, it's important. You know, you've always had, you've just grown into it. And, uh, like I said, I just remember that, and. Well, you saying that, um, I don't remember that at all. And you saying that for me, saying that kind of stuff from a little girl, uh, like that, that hits my heart because that means I knew something. You did. You did. Yeah. You know, and, and it was funny because I remember too, you know, pastor at the time was Brother Mingus. As a kid, you know, a lot of kids do this. They actually think that, well, that's Jesus. And I remember I was like, oh, well, 
you know, and you're yeah. like, no, that's the pastor. <laughs> hey, you know what? Correction comes from where it comes that's from. That's not dangerous. <laughs> but, you know, you knew. So that, yeah. and that's a good thing, you know, because yeah. some of us weren't born into it, and some of us, some, some of us don't know until we yeah, hit that yeah. time. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, that's good. You know, 36 years is a long time. Yes, and, you know, it's, it's a blessed thing, you know, to grow up in the Lord. For sure. You know, more blessed than those that come later. And what about you, Ledge? So me, I came to the Lord um, in 2001. So me and Cassie probably been dating for about a year. And I had my stints of in and out of jail. So when I met her mm-hmm. and before her too. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, like I said, in t- before then, when I was a kid, we used to go to church every day, me and my family, mm-hmm. and just as long as I can remember. So I think the last I can remember is like seven or eight. Wow. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we used to go to church every day, and then just all of a sudden, just you know, from my memories, it just stopped. Right. And um, my mom and dad were on the wrong side of the law, mm-hmm. and they just... I guess kept on raising us the wrong way instead of just right. bringing us back to church. Um, but in two thousand, in two thousand, it was when we met, right? Mm-hmm. And I, when I was going in and out of jail, you know, you usually hear the people that are in jail, you know, okay, I need Jesus now. Where's Where's yeah. my God? You know, to help me. And I really did feel that way. I I needed something to change me. And when I met her, I knew. Mm-hmm something was going to change. Like, I just felt it. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to change. Mm-hmm. So I started going to church with my sister um, just a couple times, just just random churches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I felt it. I was like, oh, like, I felt like the little kid again that was going to church all the time with my family when we were first going. And uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so she invited me to the Logan Church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my first response to her was, don't expect anything from me, you know, I'm, I'm going to my church, which my church was, I've been to like twice. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure things out. I don't even know if I need God or whatever, because mm-hmm. I was out of jail now, you know, so mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. okay, I needed God to get me out, but now I'm out, so I'm just going to go do the mischief that I was doing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the music started playing, the preaching went on, they had altar call, she tells me that she didn't. She was like, you know, listening to me. I don't expect anything, you know. She knew how it was. Yeah. I got up. I went to the altar. Got prayed for. Got the Holy Ghost. Awesome. Got baptized. So in two thousand one, yeah. you know, and ever since I was just like, you know, I still had my baggage and right. my mess ups and everything. But so since two thousand one, um, awesome. I've been going and feels good. It was really good. So almost 20 years now. Yeah. That's good. It's good. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. So the, it was the first time you went to the altar at um, in Logan. In Logan Street, you got the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good for you. I think, yeah. I think that and same night, I think Tavi got the Holy Ghost too. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It so. same, yeah. It was yeah. the same night. Because he, he was up there trying. And I know it wasn't. Uh, Like, for some reason, I can remember, like, your dad mm-hmm. being there, mm-hmm. like, helping me through it. So yeah. Yeah. that's just, like, wow. That's you good. Know? Yeah. 
So. That's good. See, when we were first together, I wasn't going to church. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, my mom had left the church, and I kind of had my teenage years mm -hmm. and rebellion, um, having my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But I always knew, and I told him even before he went to church I don't that. This. <laughs> no, I did. I talked to you about church because yeah. I always knew whoever I was going to be with, I needed to tell them about church, whether I was going right. or not, because I knew exactly where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. Even if I wasn't there now, I knew that I needed to be there at some point in my life. Right. And if I was going to marry somebody or, you know, I needed yeah. to have them on the same page as me. Yeah. And I am bossy, for sure, but... <laughs> I'm a big uh, out of sight, out of mind, so when she told me, I probably just forgot about it, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> there was something about but, uh, him, though. Um, when I talked to him a little bit about church, and he was telling me, you know, I used to go to church every day when I was a little boy, and you don't hear that from a lot of people that are in the world, that they went to church every day. Um, and I talked to him about we used to, too, because we used to have... Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays, and then we used to have something on Wednesdays. I think we used to have prayer on Mondays, and sometimes mm -hmm. we'd go on Saturdays and go mm -hmm. try to, uh, you know, witness and all yeah, that. witness and. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but he talked to me about the Holy Ghost too; that he knew about it. Really? So you I know, never you remember what church you went to. It was in Texas. Oh so, wow, yeah. Texas! That's oh. big. Yeah, it's big cool. in yeah. Texas, man. Yeah. So, so was it apostolic then? Back when I was younger, it was. Christian, that's all I knew. Yeah. So, um, but it was about Jesus and my uncle. He, he's like, he's he seems like pastor. I don't think he is, but he's like one of those pastors. Like, hey, yo, blah blah blah. And he's he actually is. pretty good. Yeah, and he's all about the Jesus, thank the Jesus, thank Jesus, oh, and all this, you know. Okay. So I can remember that from church, yeah. and uh, it wasn't his church. Yeah. But I know that uh, my cousins were all part of the band. Like, I had cousins yeah. that played the drums, the guitar, wow. the piano, whatever else you can name. Uh, they did it, and that just for whatever reason, I can't remember whose church it was. Yeah. But it was a good time, and I remember the music and um, going into my cousin's house, and that's all they did. And then we had prayer time. There was, okay, mm -hmm. all lights off. We're gonna pray for an hour, and we'd all be kneeling there praying. <laughs> wow, so oh, that's good. Is. That seed was planted seed. then when you're a little guy. That's so cool. pretty Planted much, that yeah. seed, you know, somewhere yeah. along the line. That's usually how it happens. Yeah. You know, for me, that's it was good. Aunt Melinda. You yeah. know, and, and I'm glad it was. I mean, it came back in my mind later on in life, and I was like, oh, that's where I need to be. That's where I'm supposed to be. So that's good. it was real good. Yeah. Awesome. Everybody has a different start, different story. I didn't know mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I didn't know I mean, that either. That's, that's pretty neat. You know, just like with her, um, you know, her grandmother mm -hmm. and my great grandma. Mm -hmm. My mom had the Holy had Ghost, the Holy but we Ghost, didn't know it. Didn't know it wasn't until I got the Holy Ghost and went home and started talking to her about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I got that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you like, mean? didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. You thought it was something new, and yeah. it wasn't new. <laughs> it wasn't new. <laughs> you know, it's been around for years. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. No, that's good though. It's it's important, you know. And but God always has a plan, right? That's you know, I guess that's what that kind of testimony speaks to is that it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, or whatever. Mm -hmm. If that is a part of your life or even a part of your family, the Lord will always try to lead you back. Yeah. You know. And sometimes it comes in comes in the most different place. You know, you right. met probably unknowingly, you know, right. but there was some connection there. Yeah. You know, and 
God has a way of working those types of things out. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's cool. That's really <clears throat> neat. So who has been the biggest godly influence in your life, and what's the best advice you've ever received? I try to think about this because I have three people in my mind when I think about the biggest godly influence. Mm-hmm. And I would say that um, I'm really thankful for my Aunt Melinda mm-hmm. because without her, my mom may have never found the Lord. Right. Um, so her and her always being at church, she's never left oh. the church. Mm-hmm. And I um, I definitely look up to her. She's kind of like my, my aunt celebrity is what I like to call her. Pretty, she's pretty popular. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people know her in Denver. Um, Besides her, Sister Anita for sure, because she's just mm-hmm. so sweet, and I always think about Sister Trish. Yeah. You know yeah. that they were just sweet ones. That um, they were just good, godly people. Right. Yeah. And for me, I mean, since I've been at church, the person that I've known and talked to the most was uh, Brother Dominguez, mm-hmm. and just his willingness to tell the truth how mm-hmm. it is, and right no matter if it wasn't unpopular or whatever to whoever that was listening. Right. Um, sometimes it was unpopular to myself. Right. Um, but, you know, whether it was or not, it was the truth. And yeah. I had to get it through my head. I got thick skull, but it finally got through my head. Like, this is for you. He's right. telling you exactly what you got to do. Okay. And this is for you. And, yeah, you, you know, Brother Lou, he... He also, he got me started on the career that I was um, doing, and I really appreciate him for that. Your dad, he was always with the, you know, the smile all the time, and <laughs> just, I loved that about him, and just the way that he went about himself, and mm-hmm. so those three guys right there, they're my heart, and I mm-hmm. love them, and, you know, it's awesome. And then also, just to say, um uh, I know Brother Aaron is pretty out there sometimes, and he's got a big <laughs> mouth or whatever, but I see him in church sometimes, and, you know, before I started um, dancing around or singing to the Lord, I looked at Aaron, and I was like, man, he's like a little kid, you know? Right. <laughs> he yeah. just, he'll, he goes for it, yeah, he'll for just sure. go for it, you know? And mm-hmm. Brother Dominguez yeah. tells us, you know, that's how you're supposed to that's be. That's how you're supposed to yeah. be, yeah. You're supposed and to come before the Lord as yeah. children. Yeah, that's right. Because you know, yeah. they have no baggage. They have no they don't. anything, no yeah. hang-ups, no anxiety, no nothing. They're they're free, unknowingly yeah. free, yeah. you know, and it's and it's cool to see. You know, for so us now, adults to do that would be big. Now I just try to take on that role and just, just go do it and be carefree and just mm-hmm. enjoy yeah. it and praise the Lord and, yeah. you know, it's good. not only for myself but for my kids because yeah. I really want these boys and my little girl to grow up in the Lord and right. show their husbands and their kids what they're supposed to be doing. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's important because we all have children and raising them is the hardest part nowadays. Yeah, for sure. You know, they're getting older. I know we both have teens now. And, yeah. it's, it's getting interesting. Help us out. <laughs> I'm just glad they're not uh, doing what I used to do when I was yeah. a teen. Exactly. Okay. Amen. We think about ourselves at their age and it's like, Okay, it's not that bad. Yeah, like, they're a little annoying, but they're not me. (laughs) And and like you said, you know, you had your teenage years, I had my teenage years, you had yours, you had yours, and we all did 
you know, you, I, mean, you I stepped up. away, you know, and I made mistakes, yeah. but you know what, God's forgiving. Yeah. And you know what, you can turn that around, you know, yeah. just like you said, you, you knew that, hey, this is where it's got to be, you know, I can't be unequally unyoked, yeah. you know, you have to be same faith and yeah. everything. And that's important because, especially now, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean, you told him about the Lord, I didn't tell her anything. <laughs> we had a friend that told her, and even then I was like... Yeah, what does she know? Whatever. But, you know, it's... I believe it was your mom. Well, you let me know. No. You said, you said Starla let you know. Yeah. You know, she but, tried to explain it to me, and I was like... You know, and I, I didn't say much. I just... Because honestly, I didn't think it was going to ever work out. Yeah. That's rude. Well, <laughs> that's, just, that's just me being, you know, honest. That's honest, yeah. You know, the, the, the men you talked about, you know, Brother Dominguez, Brother Liu, and my dad great men they all will tell you the truth whether you like it or not and yes you know it's important for us to have that authority in our lives to you know not only just receive what they have for us but to learn and you know be obedient to it because it will help us along the way whether we like it or not like you said you're thick saying you know thick skulled i'm the same way i'm kind of stubborn about certain things but you know what i've had to learn to lower my guard and listen yeah. because yeah. you know what there's something there that I'm missing that I need to change or fix and right. you know they they all went about it the right ways you know right. correction is important in this life and sometimes we need it whether we want it or not yeah. um, a man of God who stands on the truth is, is vital mm-hmm. to living important. a life for God for sure. biblical dro- doctrine yeah. you know apostolic yeah. doctrine yeah. there's so many different yes, there is. you know I wouldn't even say religions. You could just say apostolic Pentecostal, and it's mm-hmm. all done differently. It is, for and, sure. You know, some of it's not even biblical. And those that are biblical, it seems like it's... <clears throat> it seems like we're a smaller group, yeah. you know. But either way... We're blessed to have know, a God who, it's, who stand on the truth, for sure, though. Yeah, you know, and like you said, it's important. I've got a son you've got sons and for them to be able to see these men up here and then us as well mm-hmm. you know we got to be able to you know lead them and bring them up in the same way mm-hmm. you know so that they want to serve the Lord right. sure you know I didn't have that in a dad but until my mom got married and he did a pretty good job with you know, <clears throat> me and my sister and my brother and my other sister you know godly men it's they're few and far between nowadays yeah. You know, and it's important to be a godly man. And, I mean, just to go back on um, when I started church when I was younger, mm-hmm. from what I can remember, I don't even remember, like, my mom or my dad. It's my cousins and my aunties and, mm-hmm. you know, uncles that I remember. Mm-hmm. And that just, right there, it just kind of makes me think of, like, okay, well, was I living with them? Because I don't remember that. I mean... I was, I've been through so many houses um, growing up as a kid, mm-hmm. up into teenage years when my parents moved back to Texas, mm-hmm. and I was here, I wouldn't say alone, my, I was living in my sister's house part-time, going to friend's house part-time, you know, since I was probably like 15, 16, so yeah. it's, um, it's just crazy, just how things come and yeah. you know I was just able to stay 
with the Lord. Like you said, he has a plan, mm -hmm. and I'm just happy it was there. I mean, not having my parents around to actually show me, and when they were around, they were showing me wrong. Right. And that's what I took when I was a teen after right. they left, just mm -hmm. to be bad, you know. Um, so I'm just glad that everything worked out. I mean, I mean, you've probably heard of this a lot, but it's like I could have been dead or in prison right now. And mm -hmm. yeah. I'm not. I'm here. I'm serving the Lord. I'm doing it for my kids. I'm doing it for myself, my wife, mm -hmm. and whoever else <laughs> wants to listen. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's... <clears throat> It's not that you hear it a lot. It's it's true. You, it's know, true. you could be dead. You could be in prison. You could be who knows what. Yeah. You know, but you know you had a seed planted by somebody. You had mentioned your uncle. Yeah. You know you might have had somebody praying for you at that time. Yeah. You know, keeping you safe. Yeah. And sometimes we got to go and face those things like going <clears throat> to prison and you know, yeah, doing what we have to do to straighten out. You know, yeah. I had a lot of uh, close calls, um, prison, guns, guns to my head, guns to my friend's head. Like, why am I trying to help my friend? He's gonna get shot. Right. You know, and yeah. it's, it's like intense. Um, yeah. Just happy to be out of it, and happy that that seed was planted. Happy, you know, hopefully somebody was. I mean, somebody was praying for me because mm -hmm. yeah. they had to be, and just to make it out of all that. Mm -hmm. I feel like that gives hope to a lot of younger people right now. You know, we're helping out with youth and everything, and it's yeah. like some of the stuff that cousins and friends' kids and things like that are dealing with are yeah. real-life challenges like mm -hmm. that. And sometimes it's hard as a young person to see that there is hope, yeah. you know, that there's hope that, yeah, things might be messed up right now, but in time they will work out, you know, mm -hmm. if you serve the Lord. If you have a godly life, that there will be peace and that things will can be blessed. You know, it, it doesn't have to stay this way. God can yeah. make it better. So it's a good testimony. Yeah, it is. So what is your favorite part of being in the church? Mine has probably always just been singing. I mean, mm -hmm. since school, my favorite part of it was going to choir practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's good. Choir practice. I started choir before this pandemic. Um, choir, and we were going to start a kids' choir. And um, yeah, so I mean, I would say singing. I love to sing, and I love to watch people playing piano. I love to play piano. You still play? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah I still go on there about every day almost. Mm -hmm. Just to mess around. Sometimes we'll hear a song, and I'll try and go and find mm -hmm. some chords and play it. YouTube's awesome for that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You learn a lot on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. <clears throat> I remember, uh, I remember you taking lessons when we were younger. Yeah, I didn't. See, I didn't like learning. So <laughs> those lessons were, were hard. I, I always told them I want to do by ear, and we can never figure that out. She, um, she's given me some, Cynthia's given me some uh, resources now. So, I mean, YouTube, like I said, is awesome. Yeah. And I've done a lot more now in this past, just with everything in my life. I've done more in this past year than I have done ever with a lot of this stuff, cooking and piano and singing. and It's good that you have the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's for everybody. Exactly. Everybody's picked up something. Uh, one of the things I've uh, learned, not just in the pandemic, but before that, is that when you have time to learn something, just pick up a simple skill, you know. 
um, and just just to you know not that not that you're wasting your time you know yeah. just to just to learn something new try to learn something new yeah you know it's it's important <clears throat> I've never really learned any instruments I could play a little bit of the harmonica which is kind of cool but <laughs> I, I know they wanted me to play piano I'm like. I'll play the harmonica for you guys. <laughs> yeah, something I can blow into or hit. Because, but yeah, I remember you playing the piano quite a bit. Um, kids play the piano. Um, Elijah took some piano lessons when I was working. I um I paid for voice lessons for me and piano for him. Okay. So we didn't do that too long because the lady was super far. But um, yeah, he's done some piano and he actually can actually hear some stuff too, huh? Yeah. He goes and he hears things and he goes and plays. So Elijah's the one that loves piano. The other kids do too, but they don't take the time to really try anything. Yeah. Um, but is actually kind of good too. Yeah. Just yeah. about hearing and, and playing. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's important to try to support whatever they want to learn and do. Yeah. You know? yeah. We're learning that so. here and there. Mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. You just never know which direction they're going to go. That's the problem. Very yeah. true. You know, it's one day they want to do this and that, and then the next day they want to change it and do this. It's like, hey, <laughs> whatever you want to do, I'll support it. You know, just... Make sure you got got included in it. That's the most important part. Yes, it is. You know, for you, what is the favorite part of being in the church? So my favorite part of being in church is uh, being being able to go and just close my eyes and whatever thoughts that I had when I was you know out in the world, just give them to God and just let it go. Um, when I was younger. Or even now, if I go jogging or whatever, that's what I used to do is just go jog, clear my head, and just pretty much just let it all go. And now I have a place that I can go and just mm -hmm. do that. And um, like I've told you before, I'm an out-of-sight-out-of-mind kind of person. But I think, you know, those thoughts creep up in your head anyways. Um, bad things, good things, whatever, they'll, they'll creep in your head. And... You know, I have a place to go and just release it all, just let it all go. If something was hiding in the back um, that I just thought I forgot about, um, I'll let it go. I'll go at the altar, at church, singing, praising, whatever. Just I'll let it go, and everything will be all good. You know, and this yeah. is just pretty much my favorite part is just uh, being able just to let go, just yeah. be good, good. start yeah. over. I think. <clears throat> Nowadays, anybody that can make it into a church, you know, is is good for them. Yeah. Because, man, being out there right now is it's hard. You know, I know when I come to church, it's the most peaceful, relaxing time I have. You know, even at home, if I can just do it myself. But being in a church is something different. You know, there's an anointing there. There's something there that helps you. Yeah. You know, and it's the Holy Ghost, really. You know, the church really isn't a building. You know, it's inside you, God inside you. And we're supposed to be out there, you know, winning the lost and stuff like that. And, you know, it's it's made it difficult, you yeah. know, to approach people. And, you know, but, you know, coming to church and just letting things go is, is good. Yeah. You know, I, I've used the excuses, you know, well, I fall asleep in church because it's... <laughs> It's the so most peaceful, relaxing place I can yeah. ever sleep in. <laughs> that's a good one. But you know, that's an excuse. It's yeah. not a good. But it's 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 the truth. It's the most you know calming, peaceful, relaxing. You don't have to care. You know, there's outside those doors. There's nothing but problems. When you're in a church, you know, it's just it's, yeah. 
it's gone. You know, it's a safety haven. You know, it's feels good from just praying to the music to even just being in one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important. Yeah. It's good. So I know you probably have a lot for this mm-hmm. next question. <laughs> Is there a song or certain songs that help get you through good or bad times? And do you have any suggestions? Um, so I, I kind of put it down here as my top of the list. Um, the one that gets me every single time is Everything He Promised. Mm-hmm. Who's that by? I don't know. If you ask me who, who these songs are by, forget it. No, all these are from Cynthia. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And before she moves on, that's my song, too. She's yeah. like, that's yeah. what I put down. And I was like, oh, that, that's my favorite song. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. <laughs> yeah, that is my all-time favorite song, because that song, um, it just... Dorinda Clark. Cool. It gets me every single time. <clears throat> but, um, you know, just as we've been going through hard times, even when I was going through hard times before the pandemic, you know, things in my head and my brain that I'd make up and um, no weapon. This test is your storm. Almost let go. Wait on the Lord. That's one of the songs that we were singing in choir. Um, I used to hear this one, um, Now Behold the Lamb of God. We used to sing that in the car all the time, me and the kids, whenever I'd be driving them to school or whatever, so they know that very well. My life is in His hands. Speak the name. That's another one that I'm starting to sing. That's, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great list. Um, Life in favor. This is a move. Psalm 23, because who doesn't love Psalm 23? That one just can get you through a lot of things. Break every chain. Mm -hmm. Clean. Order my steps from the Logan Church. That's where what I think about. Uh, My mom was inquired for that one. Tomorrow, not to Merlinda. Down by the riverside. Something about the name of Jesus and uh, Warrior is a Child. That's another one. Merlinda. It's classic. You weren't there when my Aunt Merlinda used to sing, but she used to sing quite a bit. I remember her doing the Father's Day song in her little radio. Yeah, her little radio. (laughs) (laughs) But growing up with her, you know, she always sang something about Warrior is a Child, Tomorrow. I remember tomorrow. I remember, I remember she singing did, that. What was it? Umugad by Jackie Velasquez. Mm-hmm, yep. You know, um, she did quite a bit. She wrote poetry. And I, I even asked her, I was like, you know, if you ever have that music, those songs, please. I'd be more more than willing to have a copy of them, and I'm sure you would too. Yeah. Because they're hard to come by, but, you know, it's also cool to have somebody that sang them. Yeah. Um, that's a great list. You know, it's a lot of the songs that I have listened to. Um, it's good. You just, I don't know, music is so important. It is. You know, especially just those songs that really can reach down deep inside of you. You know, for me, a lot of those songs are on my list. Okay. You know, and like, man. It's just, it, a lot of them bring back great memories, too. They do. I think music and songs can help you through anything. Um, if you let them, you know, if you will go in and really have an open heart to the words that they're saying when you're going through something, because right. it's definitely helped me just to even want to go and read the Bible. Yeah. You know, and 
um, learn learn more and build my faith that way. And with the with this youth uh, services that we've been doing, it's been a study on David. Mm -hmm. Now he's the writer of Psalms. Now he had different. He wrote differently in his Psalms. He did them for praise. He did them for worship. He did them for you know gratitude. He did them for you know. As prayers to God, he even did them, you know, as in mourning when mm -hmm. he was, you know, sorrowful and sad. He did them, writing them in, you know, ways to ask God to forgive, too. And, you know, I don't know if you've read them all. I can't. I, you know, I've read a lot of them, mm -hmm. but, you know, there's some that really stick out. And, you know, like you said, they each one is different and will hit differently in your life, yeah. you know, no matter what you're going through. You know, it could be just uplifting or, you know, just a reminder or, you know, just just get you back in that place where you need to be, mm -hmm. you know. And what about you, Elijah? I know you guys said you mentioned the same yeah, song. Yeah, so the one that I just, yeah. that was everything the one that promise. I put, Everything You Promise, that's, mm -hmm. that's my song. Every time it comes on, that just pulls out my heartstrings and yeah. takes me to a place of just right. worship, surrender. I'm, yeah. it's, I'm just there and. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I love all the songs that are played and that I hear, but that's just the one for me right there. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it's a great list. I like that list. The, good. Look up some of those songs again because I haven't heard some of them in a while. It's a good one. Uh, is there a specific story, book, or person in the Bible you can relate to or read over and over? Is there a certain scripture you hold dear to your heart? Um, relate, not that I can think of, um, right now. There's one that, um, there was a story for a women's meeting that we had, and it was for the, um, the Shunammite woman, mm -hmm. and that's just one that's always in my head, I don't know why, but when I think about that, I just think how she wanted to always prepare a place for Elisha, mm -hmm. and because of that, God gave her a baby. Right. and built her faith even more and then that, that little boy ended up dying and she knew that God was so good that he was going to bring him back to life so she went looking for Elisha again and she she had the faith in her baby boy or I guess he wasn't a baby boy anymore um, he lived yeah. that's one of my favorite stories yeah. um, just to build your own faith and know that if you do good if you do good and you're faithful, that God is going to get you through anything. Right. I think that's yeah. why I love that more than anything. Um, my second one would be Abraham and Isaac, mm -hmm. because that's just another one of faith, and the faith came from the dad and the son. Right. And that one kind of pulls on my heartstrings a little bit, because I'm thinking, man, as a parent and this kid that you wanted so badly, and you know, you're know, you asked to go and, and sacrifice that, that child, right. and that child is just, okay, Dad, I trust you. Yeah. You know, I'm going to let you do it and, <laughs> and not fight no, you. No fighting. It's the saddest part is that like, you realize that your kid trusts you that much. Yeah. Oh, man. And no matter what, they're just going to walk right with you. and Okay. You know, yeah. it, it, Sweet. It is hard to think about that. You know, I don't know if my kids will be that trusting nowadays wow. but you know back then I mean <laughs> yeah, when they're walked right up there with them and was like I trust you do yeah. what you gotta do yeah. you know and God stopped him you know yeah he did yeah. it was a and test 
that's good. So that's a lot of faith right there in the parent and the kid. Mm -hmm. And the kid didn't even really know what was going on. Mm -hmm. you know? <clears throat> what about you guys? Um, mine that I always, like I can hear this story over and over and over. It's uh, the demoniac of the gatherings. Mm -hmm. um, just knowing that all that was going on with him and all those demons that were inside of him and you know I don't have demons or anything but <laughs> <laughs> back then it felt like it you know and just Jesus coming and him just running to him to worship and just no matter what was there I mean just that just lets you know that no matter what you're going through that you're going to overcome it. Jesus yeah. got your back. Yeah. I mean, he's there for you. He's going to remove all things that are going on with you. And he's just going to help you out. You just need to be faithful and serve the Lord. Serve your God as best you can. Right. Just do your best and right. just serve the Lord. Yeah. <clears throat> right. That's good. So that uh, maniac of the Gadarenes, you know, it... Like you said, we have no excuse. We don't. You know, we're we're free people, and we're not bound to anything. We bind ourselves. That's the that's the sad part. We're the ones that make it hard on ourselves. And you know, he had thousands of demons holding him back, and they couldn't even hold him back. They couldn't. You know, because God was there. That's the you awesome know, part. You just gotta our biggest, release those chains from yourself. You know, our biggest struggle is ourselves. <clears throat> He didn't even have that. He was just waiting to be yeah. free. And God did that. Yeah. I know you mentioned, you know, the Shunai woman. You know, and I know you guys have a testimony in that itself. You guys want to share that? Um, <clears throat> I wanted a baby. Mm -hmm. Um... I always knew in my life that I wanted kids. That's what I wanted. I wanted to live the the married married life with kids. That's what I looked forward to. And it took us a while. I did. It took us a while. And there were some, some things that they said were wrong. And I got prayer. And, um, you know, after that prayer, I was, uh, I had an appointment. Yeah, I had an appointment. And they were going to, you know, do some more tests and try to figure it out. And I probably found out maybe an hour before that appointment, I took a test and it was positive. And I canceled that appointment and I was super <laughs> excited. And um, I think probably even that same day, Sarah had called me and said, let's talk about what we can do to help you get pregnant. Because I've been doing a lot of research and I got to tell her, well, I don't need that because I am pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was about around two years. Yeah, it was around wow. two years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We got that prayer, and you know, <laughs> not like her. I didn't want a baby in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> she she did. I didn't. Um, but you know, I came around, and <clears throat> it was exciting news after getting that prayer and knowing that we had an appointment. Where let's just try a test again just let's see yeah and it was positive oh my god yeah. <laughs> I remember was amazing. sitting in the car <laughs> in my mom's driveway when I am um, when I got that news so that was pretty it's pretty neat yeah. it's awesome. just amazing what God can do for you and 
prayer works. <laughs> and the Bible says you know we're supposed to be fruitful and multiply. So there's no reason why we couldn't have kids. You yeah. Know? I just it's, always tell her that uh, God had a plan. Yeah. Maybe he knew I wasn't ready yet mm -hmm. or something. So he just, you know, well, let's put it in the back burner for a little bit. He's an on-time yeah. God. So, yeah. yeah. So I've been, I think we were talking about that too. You know, having an on-time God, you can't, you can't force it, yeah. you know can't force him to do what he's got to do and you can't stop it when he does it yeah. you know now you got three kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and you probably could add more if you want yeah. you know yeah. i don't but <laughs> it's you know it's it's being part of what the bible says you know being fruitful and multiplying having faith that god can do that for you you yeah. know and you might not have been ready but you know god knows yeah um, i remember um Cassie wanting a little girl yeah. and that being another step of faith and you being so excited when you found out it was a girl mm -hmm. yeah, it was I really was cool. so excited I like I didn't want for her I didn't want him to even look at the screen I was like if it's um, a boy yeah, turn away. <laughs> yeah I'm like can you write because it on there if it's a girl Elijah was supposed to be a girl mm -hmm. yeah or, uh, what she wanted you know, what I wanted not he never <laughs> said he was a girl but that's what she wanted, wanted a, girl. a girl yeah so she didn't have a girl and then Noah came. <laughs> he was a surprise baby. And he was a surprise, yeah. 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 To us. Yeah, God knew. Yeah. But to God us. knew. I always tell Noah, because he drives me nuts. I always tell him, though, you're the one that God wanted more than anybody else. Because you were a surprise. And just everything about you, you're supposed to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. Absolutely. And then, like she said, with Nivea, it was like, you turn away because if it's not a girl, I'm going to cry. <laughs> But he answered that prayer, I remember that. And you really, really wanted a girl. We love your kiddos, though, all of them. I remember having Noah in my Sunday school classroom and just being so surprised by how much he retained and remembered, and he really loves the Lord. He's, he's a sweet He kid. is very, very sensitive to the Lord. Yeah, he's he a great is. kid. That's good. It's funny. I know we're not supposed to have favorites, but he's one of my favorites. <laughs> From all the kiddos, yeah. You know, now you can play that game while you might not be my favorite. Yeah, There's a Sunday there. school teacher that could be there. He was. He was yeah. smart. He, like, remembered everything. Yeah, it was great. Um, he was great. Yeah, he was awesome. You know, they're, they're good kids, all three of them. You know, they're funny when, like, Alicia and Elijah are together. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they talk about. <laughs> they know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do they even talk? It seems like they just kind of stand near each other and they're like, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, that's Talking what it seems like. Like, really <laughs> hushed, like, mumbling, like, quiet. So yeah. Montoya of them to be like, oh, 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 oh. right? <laughs> no, that's, that's a good testimony because there are people out there that can't have children. And, you know, yeah, because you hope. When the truth meets, meets the facts, we've heard that preached before. Absolutely. you got to change, you know. Mm -hmm. And you hold on to God's word and promises and, you know, faithfully, and they'll come true. You know, they will come true. What's the best part of serving God? I know sometimes it's not easy. You know, it's, sometimes it's rough. Sometimes it depends on what we're going through. But there are a lot of good parts, great parts. Um. There's just been so many realizations over this past year or two years that um, I just, I know now that God's going to take care of me. Mm. Um, 
I would just say, say having the faith that God is going to provide and take care of me. Mm-hmm. That's something that I realized, and that's huge because all I ever did was worry about everything <laughs> all day, all night. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be able to go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. And just having faith and knowing that God's going to provide. Right. I, think, I think we all struggle with that. Yeah. You know, Where is it going to come from? What's going to happen? How is it going to all work out? Yeah. No, and it's yeah. until we put our faith in Him that you know He, he takes control of the situation. You know, yeah. I know I've I still struggle with that. You know, it's just an anxiety as a man, yeah. especially because it falls on our shoulders. You know, I don't know how you feel about it, but a lot of times, you know, for sure, it's the sacrifices that men have to make, especially when you have families. Yeah. It's hard. You know, and it's you know you said you know. Trusting that he'll do everything for you, you know. Yeah. Right now, with this virus, you know, we know a lot of people that have lost family. You've lost family to it, you know. And some people, even in church now, take it as, well, you know, I can't. I got to distance myself from you and I got to, you know, not shake your hand or do this or do that. And that's fine, you know. But those people that have lost their lives, you know, were they serving God? Mm-hmm. Did they have the same faith as you have? Yeah. Do they have the Holy Ghost inside of you that protects you? You know, that's important because, you know, a lot of those people didn't have that. Yeah. You know, we have that. We have, you know, a hope in God that he's going to take care of us, provide for us, protect us from all those things, you know. And I think it's sometimes we forget where we come from mm-hmm. and who we serve. You know, because God's God's more powerful than this virus. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and sure. He can heal, and He can, you know, change the situation in your life. That's whether good. it's finances, whether it's marriage, whether it's you know sicknesses, disease, anything. You know, we just got to give it to Him, and put it in God's hands. Mm-hmm. You know. So when was it that my uncle David um, get them? Was it like a month ago, two months ago? It was probably a couple of months ago. And this is the uncle that I tell you that he, I don't know if he's a pastor, but he, yeah, you know, he's he acts like it. And, well, he had it when he him didn't pass wife. away, him and his wife did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I don't know if he's apostolic or mm-hmm. what exactly he's following, but I know he's praising Jesus' name and yeah. he's just all about God. So, you know, what you say is, uh, that's true. I mean, he's got our back and... He's stronger than this virus or whatever that's going on right now, this pandemic. Yes. Um, I don't even know what to call it anymore. Yeah. You know? it's, <clears throat> I think, you know, maybe there is something out there, but it's not as bad as they're saying or whatever. It changes Who knows? Every day. It changes yeah. all the time. So That's the thing. And um, God right. don't change. Yeah. So. yeah. And mm-hmm. right now, it's um, the peace of mind. Just... Yeah. Just recently, I just had this, like, God has a plan for me. He has something that's just for me to take care of my family or whatever. And, you know, right now I'm not working, but when I was working, you know, I was being offered a job here and offered a job there. I was so stressed, like, stressed to go and get another job that was paying me more or wanted to pay me more. And they were offering me the job. 
and that happened a couple times and you know I was praying to God like please help me make this decision I don't know what to do and yeah. just lead me the way and show me a sign and I was just super stressed and like who gets stressed from somebody offering you more money or offering yeah. you or <laughs> better benefits and stuff like that and it was super stressful I, I got super stressed from it and right now I'm just like I'm peacefully at ease just okay you got me you know when I'm supposed to go back you know what I'm gonna do you know so I'm just kind of just giving it to him and let's go you're gonna you got my back you're you're gonna take care of me you're gonna take care of my family you know? mm-hmm. that's good, <clears throat> that's good. You know, um, it's like you said sometimes it is stressful when you have options because yeah. you you know where you're at right now you know you could always use more <laughs> you know you could always use greater benefits and this and that but sometimes sometimes those things that are offered to you don't always work out I personally I've had that experience where I've been offered better jobs and I've took them because yeah. I thought it was going to be better and honestly it just took me away from what I was supposed to do yeah. took me away from church took me away from God yeah. and it became a just a distraction in my life you know and now it's more of okay this job sounds good but this is what I need first I need to be able to be in church I need to be able to you know have time with my family and serve God Mm -hmm. most importantly because all that stuff you know it comes and goes man that's the the sad part you know and having faith in God to provide is Sometimes we don't know where it's going to come from, but it comes. Oh, yeah, we we had plenty of hard times uh, before the kids, uh, just by ourselves, just trying to make rent. Uh, Where's my food going to come from next, (laughs) being newly married or whatever. Um, (laughs) Thank God for her mom and dad, you know, we used to go over there. It wasn't every day, was it? But we used to go over there a lot. They would, like, here, come eat some chili or whatever, you know. So... And we know what it is to struggle, like, yeah. for most of our lives. And then when these job offers came, you know, it's like, oh, more money. But it's just all for nothing. It's just mm-hmm. more money. You can go spend more money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it just got to me the, like, I, I need to stop. Okay, I need to draw a line. Like, I can't do this anymore. Go chase money. I, you're going to offer me some more? Well, I can't do it because mm-hmm. it's just, it's not worth it to me. Like, what is it all for it? say money is the root of all evil right so I know we needed to take care of ourselves but how much do I really need you know we survived off of my little grocery store paycheck making 12 bucks an hour I'm sure I can survive (laughs) I can live without certain things and so it just like I said I mean sometimes grass isn't always greener oh yeah for sure and I've, I've made those mistakes and you know I regretted them and I mean, it came between us and, you know, a lot of different things. It just, mm-hmm. you know, and it wasn't until I finally decided that, you know what, God comes first. Yeah. Everything else will fall into place. Yeah. You know, and it has. It really has. It reminds me of that song, um, Your Steps Are Ordered, mm-hmm. Synth Plays. And it's like, in the song it says, do I le- go left or do I go right? Because you have decisions to make and you want to make sure you're doing the right decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Or making the right decisions. And sometimes it's just overwhelming, you know, to have to make those decisions. 
especially when you have a family relying on you. Mm-hmm. But God's with us. Yeah. And like I said, for <clears throat> me, as a man, it's harder. You know, because yeah. i got to carry that burden, same as you, you know. Yeah. yeah. Not just with work and living, but, you know, doing it in a godly way because it's not easy. Right. You know, we come across things out there in work that can cause us to fall and fail, yeah. you know, and, yeah, you know, sometimes work, like I said, will separate you from God. Yeah. You know, and it's not something we want, especially with families. Yeah. You know? And it's important so that, you know, even our sons, especially, see that, you know what, this is what my dad did, this is what I got to do, mm-hmm. you know. Like I was saying, it's just, you know, most importantly, regardless of the work, it's, you know, raising our kids to serve God. Yeah. You know, for all, all of us. Mm-hmm. And I, I know now, it took me years, but I know now that, you know, once you put God first, like I said, everything else will work itself out. So, what is something God has done for you that dramatically increased your faith? I know you talked about, you know, being able to have a kid when you weren't supposed to or weren't able to. Are there any any other things? I think, like I keep saying, the the past year or two. Um, a lot was going on just in my head, Mm -hmm. um, feeling that so many people were against me or, um, Mm -hmm. having falling out with the employer, them just not being grateful and you thought they were your friend and, Mm -hmm. um, just a lot of things added on to the thoughts in my head that brought me to a place of constant prayer and asking God to change my attitude. That's why I'm always told me, change your attitude. Of course I don't want to listen to her. Like, you change your attitude, you know? When, when somebody tells you something like that, you don't want to listen, but you know, I started asking God to, to change the way that I see things, to let me see things like He sees things, is what I would ask. You know, let me see, see me how you see me. Um, let me see things in the way that you see things because I just feel like nobody likes me oh. and I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Even though I might have I might have my husband and my kids and I figured out finally that they were my people, you know, yeah. um, I still felt alone. I felt like I needed to have more friends or mm. um, and then just one, I think one day I just had an aha where I was like, okay, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to go ask to join the choir. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, and then I became part of something after that. Um, seeing things differently and not seeing that these people I thought were against me were actually the people that would be there for me if I needed them, really, really needed them, mm-hmm. is what I figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. But with that opened the door to me not being so worried about everything all the time mm-hmm. being able to raise my hands more and, and sing louder and um, be a better example with my attitude just for my kids mm-hmm. not talking uh, negatively <clears throat> about things that I thought were happening 
Um, but with that came the situation that we're in now. And if that hadn't happened in my life, that aha moment of realization and more knowledge, the place that I would be in now with everything that's going on in this world and, you know, my husband being out of work, I used to worry about that when he worked, just him not making <laughs> enough money to pay the bills. I would stay home for a day and sh- aren't you going to work? Yeah, like... That's 200 and whatever dollars yeah. or whatever, yeah. yeah. I did the calculation. Yeah, absolutely. Down to the penny. Go back to work. <laughs> yeah, I, yep. What but, do you mean you're sick? Get up. I guess you're I'm fine. not. You're fine. No. Being <laughs> worried all the time. Like before this, I was. I had a notebook so I could start writing down my worries because I wake up in the middle of the night. I wake up in the middle of the night anyway to breathe because I have to take the treatment during the night. Mm-hmm. But um, then I wouldn't be able to go back to sleep because I'd start worrying about everything. Like. My kids are getting older. Oh, my God. What am I going to do about them? Like, are they in the right place of mind? That's one of my things right now. Um, Just, like, what if my mom dies? Just a lot lot of it was about death and how I was going to survive being without these people or me dying or... And then it came down to me dying and them, like, worrying about them and how they felt instead of me actually just being dead and gone. I started worrying about... Stupid things, really just dumb, dumb things. Like, God has control of everything. And Sounds like dealing with a lot of fear. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that had me for so long. And, you know, when this started and he was still working, I was worried about, okay, well, you're going to bring it home. Like, let me make you masks and let make sure mm-hmm. and take all your clothes off before you come inside and just all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then it kind of turned yeah. into a... Well, I don't know. Should you still work? Like, what's going on? And then he's like, I'm going to start praying about it. And we started praying about it. And then he got fired. I was like, well, there's the answer. So after that, I was like, wow, oh, that was harsh. Yeah. And this was what you went back and said, uh, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Because you never know it's going to work. You never know if it's going to work out or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was the company that offered me the most money I've ever gotten. Really great benefits mm-hmm. I was with them for like what six months five six months mm-hmm. and then all this happened and it was like okay yeah Bye. and then they booted him and I was like well you know God it was God yeah. that's a harsh one and not scary but yeah. that was another big okay well it pray. is what it is you prayed you prayed I prayed this is what happened let's figure yes. it out now yeah. and ever since he's been home mm-hmm. I've been sleeping through the night mm-hmm. I haven't been worried about any of that stuff that I was worried about before. Yeah. And, and it, one awesome thing, too, that happened is before I got fired, I ended up getting my bonuses, so we were good. Yeah, right <laughs> before that. <laughs> so then you don't have to so, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know. Like, oh, well, okay. That's good. Um, the Lord provides. Yeah. Just having faith and trying to do the right things, you yes. know, being faithful to God and... My mom always said, I'm not worried about it, Cassandra. I'm not worried about it. And I'm like, but you need to worry. Yeah. You need to worry. You had cancer. You didn't have, you didn't have food. You need to worry is what I always thought. But she was yeah. like, no, I'm not worried because God will provide. And it used to make me so angry. <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, people need to help you. Your, your mom is so one of the greatest. <laughs> when you look at faith, she's always put it in God. Always. Oh, yes. I remember that growing up. You know, even she's even told me, you know what, don't, when you're out there, don't worry about it. God will take care of it. God will take care of it. 
Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, hey, you don't know what I got to build. You know, she, she's she just, was just plain out honest. And, you know, we all know what she's gone through. And she's an amazing woman, you know, and she's doing it by herself. Yeah. You know, I know you lost your dad. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how, how she does it, but, you know, she does it with God. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. She says that he's the one that takes care of her and provides. Um, but, you know, I've, I've learned that now, that yeah. if we can be faithful, God will provide. God's been providing for, what, seven months now? <laughs> um, and awesome. it's just about not looking at, yeah, we love our cars, you know. That would be the first thing to go. What's, what's a car, really? You know, yeah. mine's paid for it, and we probably keep that. Um but I we're not. I, I live in a shack. She doesn't want to live in a shack. Yeah, but I would. me and him are totally different in that. <laughs> it's in that because aspect. of my background, though. You know, <laughs> house to house, little ratty houses, whatever. You know, man, it's like looking in a mirror. Especially in Texas, <laughs> this dude. Especially in Texas, oh, those man. houses. Yeah. Well, you know where I grew up in Swansea mm-hmm. and how bad it was. Mm. She grew up in North Denver, yeah. just like you guys. You gotta make it like that, Russ. I'm just saying. But I'm just saying, like the difference. I could find a house over there in the worst neighborhood, and I'm like, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Or she's like, I'm never going over there. You Mm-mm. can't make me. Nope. <laughs> well, I guess we're gonna have to let God decide what we're gonna do. Yeah. Somehow but, he's sided with me so far. Like yeah. we're gonna live in better neighborhoods. <laughs> but you know, I, like I said, you know, your mom's great. Yeah person to look at as far as faith and we can learn a lot from our you know parents and older people you know and how they've done it and what they've done Mm -hmm. she uh (laughs) I said she's always just told me hey don't worry about it God will take care of it and Mm -hmm. like you said okay It's easy for you to say. <laughs> but I understand it now. now I mean, you know, at 35, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Or 36. <laughs> it's like 35. I see some of that stuff now, you know, just giving it to God. and It's good. It's kind, of, um, it's kind of fun, though, in a way, too, to see, okay, well, we're going through this, and how are you going to take care of it? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and seeing him take care of it. Yeah. It's because I really just try to look at it as, like, if we're doing right, Whatever we go through is for a reason. What is that reason going to be? Right. Let's just get through it. Yeah, all those struggles that we went through early on had to be for something. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we went through our own trials and everything, and it was never nothing more than we could handle. So, right. um, it builds you up. Yeah, just yeah. made us stronger. It teaches you, and <clears throat> you know what you got to do from there. Mm-hmm. You know, and God will never give you anything you can. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's bills or who knows what, you know. Yeah, I know, you know the Bible says lay up your treasures in heaven. Yeah. Everything here is just can't take it with us. We can't. Nope. You know, it's material. You know, it'll turn to dust someday. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like you know, the Egyptians, you know, if you read the Bible they they buried all their treasures with them when they died. And for what? They still got robbed, mm-hmm. even after death. You know, yeah. they came in and robbed them. So what's the point of holding on to those things? You know, you know sometimes we, you know, I know you like cars. I like yeah. certain things. And I can do without. You know, it's not going to change who I am. Right. You know, it's 
giving those things to God. Yeah, it's the first things I told her. I was like, you know, I, I love cars. That's my thing. I, I love to work on cars. I like cars. It's mm -hmm. just, um, but love it more than God? No. I mean, if I have the money to pay for my cars, you know, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Still giving my tithes and everything. It's all good. Yeah. But once it comes to a point of, okay, I, it's either pay your tithes or your cars, get rid of it. Yeah. Like, it's, they don't mean that much. You know? Right. That stuff, that material, like I said, it's just going to turn to dust one day. You can't take it with you or anything. Sometimes that's a test of faith, too, though. Yeah. It's like, yeah. what do you put before, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's just reprioritizing your life, you know? Yeah. I feel like we've been through that, too, where you have oh, yeah. to refocus and say, okay, what's our priority at this time? Yeah. You know, and, and you get through it. You do. Yeah. You don't like it sometimes, and they all come. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? We have always said to you that I had this uh, journeyman a long time ago, back when I was an apprentice, and he's like, "How do you have a house and a car, and you have kids, and you know, how are you paying for all that?" Mm -hmm. And I was like, "I don't know. I just I pay for my stuff." Right. And mm -hmm. he's like, "Well, you know." I make more than you. I'm a journeyman. I can't even. I, I have to eat ramen noodles for lunch. <laughs> and I said, like, "What do you do?" And I said, like, "He's off." I, I told him, "I bet you you go out uh, to nightclubs or something every day, huh?" Yeah. And I was like, "You spending like a hundred dollars a pop?" Yeah. And I, you probably go out to eat too, huh? Yeah. And I was like, "Well, there you go. That's I don't have cable. <laughs> I yeah. eat at home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's like not your priorities." your priorities it's priorities and living in your and financial lane yeah i know i go outside of it quite a bit you know I, i've had that too where yeah i, I drove up to work and yeah. you know her car the element and it's not new it's new to them because they've seen it i drive you know, piece of junk PT cruiser that runs good. Yeah. And they're yeah, like, your car. how'd you get a new car? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's, our own car. it's just the car, man. Like, yeah. these guys are driving, you know, Mustangs and Chargers. I'm like, I don't know why you're questioning me about my car. Right. That car's junk compared to what you got, but whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just, okay. But, you know, giving your tithes is important too. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I don't know. I've never had a problem with that. Just I know that by giving them, blessings will come. And, you know, it also helps keep the curse away from our homes, you know, especially in this time. Yeah. You know, and even if it's just a little bit of money, you know, it's not. The little bit we give, God gives back yeah. more, you know. Yeah. You know, he takes care of us in ways that I can't explain it. There's no, there's no science behind it. Mm -hmm. I know people will try and go, well, well, you know, maybe if you looked into this, this, and that, you know, my dude, save your stuff because <laughs> I, you, you don't know what you're talking about. But it's my God, don't even you know, bring yeah. that. Can't, you can't, you know. <laughs> that's why one of the things I called this the undeniable. You know, it can't be denied what God has done. You can't dispute it. You can't argue it. You can't fight it. What he does is what he does, and you can't question it. That's it. He just does it, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's settled, yeah, you know? Sure. I know 
asked about, you know, what is something that God has done to dramatically increase your faith? You know, and the next question was, you know, according to Matthew seventeen twenty, knowing God said this, how would you test that faith? What mountains in your life would you move right now? You know, I know you guys have already gone through tests and God has, God has showed you, you know, he's faithful, you know. But even then, is there still mountains that you would like to see moved in your lives? You know, I know for a lot of us, it's, it's pandemic, this virus needs to end, you know. And that's one thing, but, you know, not only that, but, you know, so people can get back into church and people can get their lives back. You know, not just people that are serving God, but for everybody. But, you know, are there any other mountains that you would like to see moved in your life? You know, I was going to talk about the pandemic a little bit, but I do, and I think I even wrote down that we all probably feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um because I like to get back to the extras that we were doing in the church, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. get my kids back because Elijah was in the choir too. Um, but besides that, as I was thinking, still one of my holdups and fears that I haven't fully let go of that I would like just gone would be to be able to be free like he was talking about mm-hmm. in church. Because since I was a little girl, I've always been very shy. And... I've always been very, very sensitive to the things of God as well. Like, I used to not want to go on Sundays because Sundays were the loud days and Sundays were the days where people were dancing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you could ask Aunt Dinah. She would be like, hey, you want to go to church? I'm like, no, I'll go on a Tuesday because Sundays are just everyone down on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm tired from But because I'm sensitive, I am afraid sometimes to raise my hands or really feel it because I can feel it but if I raise my hands I'll be gone I know that <laughs> I know that I will be probably down on the floor mm-hmm. or or something like that so that yeah. has always scared me because I am very 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 sensitive the song hits right you can feel the Lord so that's something I'd like to let go of that is one of my mountains just to be able to to worship like I should mm-hmm. and let go and have a good time and forget everything like he mm-hmm. does I mean, a lot of times I do anyway because it feels so good and I just sing my heart out. But if I were just to let go a little bit more and and really let God bless me that way, that would be something for sure that I like to let go of. I've always told you that I'm shy too. (laughs) She always tells me I'm not, but I'm a really shy person until I get to know somebody. When you get to know me, then I'll open up and be funny or goofy or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. And... She doesn't believe that, and I used to think about it a lot. Like when I started raising my hands in church, uh, sometimes I wouldn't clap, and Brother Mingus would make his remarks like, "I can see some of you not clapping or whatever." Talking to me, and you can't shrink down. Yeah, everyone else at church, you can't even move back any further. Yeah. So, and no hiding there. (laughs) And back then too, we used to sit in the front. Um, at Logan Church, not mm-hmm. front front, but yeah, further front. up, and then yeah. when we had babies, we moved back so I could take care of them. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I like, how, I, I like how you said so you could take I care know. of it. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, you would go to the nursery and take care of the babies. I would stand on the back. <laughs> See, you take care of them too. <laughs> yeah. That was good. You do more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Teamwork. But yeah, I was at that shy point too. I mean, I still am, but not as much anymore because maybe where you want to get, I just. It's like, who cares? Yeah, like, I'm sure you were. I'm here yeah. for myself. I'm here for my God. Yeah. And at that point, you know, it just takes over. And I like to sing, too. I'm not a very good singer, but I like to sing, too. I'm like, <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, hopefully that mountain can move for you. Do you correct him when he sings? No, no, because I want to hear him they, sing. No, they tell me, oh, you sang that really good. And I'm like, uh huh. Sometimes yeah. he sings really good. Genuine. They walk away and they're like, is he still watching? I sing, you know, I, I don't think I'm a great singer. Sometimes I do think I'm a great singer, but, you know, I got a daughter that, I got a daughter that will himself. straight tell me, like, dude, don't do that. Don't try this. She'll just be like, don't do that. You hear those stop dogs howling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just stop. You know? But, you know, it, being free, it, it's it's not easy. I think we all hold back sometimes. But, you know, and I know some of the greatest times I had were sometimes just listening to God and, and telling me to, you know, just step out. Mm-hmm. And once I did, man, mm-hmm. you can't stop them. Yeah. You know, and you don't even know what happened sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I did what? Yeah. You know, I think... They said I knocked over somebody. Yeah, you went bowling that day. Uh, or I knocked over a couple of people mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, you took out a whole row. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't feel nothing. I didn't yeah. know. I just remember getting up off the ground. And you know what? Sometimes God will t- change our position. Yeah. Sometimes we need to be face down yeah. you know, mm-hmm. when we don't want to be. Yeah. But, yeah, sometimes those are some of the greatest moments, you know, just yeah. letting go. I and remember God. that day, like, yesterday. Yeah. But it, was, it was awesome to see you. Yeah just out there just doing it and I was like right. wow I want that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. you know sometimes like I said we'll hold back and sometimes you know just pay attention you know and just go ahead and listen and do what he wants you to do mm-hmm. you won't regret it it yeah. was good yeah. it was great I had some of the best worship services is when somebody just steps out of their comfort zone and they just take the first step you yeah. know and then the Holy Ghost just comes down. I mean, everybody's just filled with the Holy Ghost. You can feel the Spirit, yeah. and then it just starts to move throughout the building. Well, you know? I know and that people that I see that don't normally do that, it, it's a blessing to you oh, to yeah. see them do that. Others, yeah. But yeah. that's that's what scares me sometimes. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to be the one that's blessing somebody else, <laughs> like, and get somebody else going, and then just all these things start going in my head, and it's just, it's dumb. I, and I yeah. know that, Yeah, you know, but... I like I just have to let go. I like being in the back sometimes. Like if it was if it wasn't like at altar call, mm-hmm. it was like in the beginning of service or in the middle of service. Like I would just go back to the back, you know, that center wall, and just worship God and not worry about it because there was less people. You're yeah. not in the front, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. and just have a moment. And Russ would always turn back and go like, "Where'd you go?" Yeah. <laughs> like, about well, it's because I was there. taking care of my kids, and they were yeah. like, no, "Where's mom?" I thought she took care of them all the time. You were taking care of them. How, no, how it, are you taking care of them? <laughs> it, it does. Like I said, it does feel good, and it is a blessing to see others. But you know, sometimes. It's your time you know, with God, like you said, Elijah. It's just that time. You gotta let it go and let Him have control. You know, yep. 
And what, what about you? Is there any mountains you would like to see moved uh, or removed in your life? I'm honestly just everything that's going on, not well, pandemic wise, too, but uh, just uh, this whole government thing that's going on right now, yeah. politics, uh, racial injustice stuff, uh, all these things that are happening right now. I just would like to see just remove the mountains of hate off of everybody's heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yes. me, I'm good. I love everybody right now. Right now. Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, well, tomorrow too, but, yeah. you know, back then I, I had my reservations about certain people and, you know, that's the kind of stuff mm -hmm. that uh, holds you down, you know, mm -hmm. when you, like you said, you're just too much in your head yep. um, yeah. thinking about, well, this person doesn't like me, so I don't like you either, or, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And and it might might not even be true and you just you're just so much in your head mm -hmm. um but right now i'm just like in a good place and just i would like everybody else like just remove that from everybody else and just let's just start living our life again and get to church like this is where you need to be come to church and it's most important man is getting to church and that's mm -hmm. what i that's just pretty much it, man. I'm just uh, happy that my kids are in church and they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, yeah. They're worshiping the Lord at their mm -hmm. their own pace, but their own pace is actually they they're running around, they they're singing, they they're clapping, yeah. and it's it's awesome. It it fills my heart up and yeah. you know makes me just want to do more. I just yeah. I want to just be up there and I want to be singing. I want to be. Um, <clears throat> raising my hands or talking about the Lord to people or whatever because it's, it's just good. It just it makes me happy. and I mean, so, like I said, right now in my life, I, I feel that everything's good. I know I'm not working right now, but I don't believe that it's something that is going to be forever for me right now. Mm -hmm. It's not, like, I know I'm a hard worker. I know that the things that I do you know, people, somebody will pick me up right away. So I'm not even worried about that. Right. So right now I just, I want him to fix everybody else and whatever it is in me that he sees, go ahead and fix that too. Right. Amen. At the same time. Yeah, but right now I'm just, I'm filled with faith and I believe that, like I've said, he, he has a plan and I'm ready. Whatever he has, wants me to do, I'm ready for it. So it's good. It's good. It's really good. <clears throat> no, uh, the how would you say it? You know, the whole government <laughs> thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is anymore, man. I, it's it's kind of like a big joke, man. Like. Yeah, it's I mean, just uh, everybody's focusing on like you're on the wrong side. Like, like you're a Democrat, you're a Republican. Uh, you're black, you're white, and it's just like yeah. going backwards. It's, yeah. it's crazy. And it's putting people against each other. Yeah, I just, I, I try not to pay attention to it. Um, it'll pop up every once in a while, you know, on their dumb phone, or smartphones. Um, dumb phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, you know, it's, I don't know, everybody's, man, it's, it's like, tough. Like, they want you to pick a side or something. You, you see people. I just recently got a Facebook. I've never had a Facebook our whole time, and I got it because of church. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you'll see people, you know, picking their sides on Facebook. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my God, like, why, you know? So I kind of just, I'll leave it for weeks at a time. Like, I don't even look at it because I don't want to see things or whatever. And, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I have, um, I just have a hard time with politics, period. Yeah. yeah. Just because... I know people say you, you know, vote for the lesser of two evils, but it's like, you know, morally we're not supposed to yeah. you know, be involved with evil yeah. in general. For sure. You know, biblically, you know. And it is what it is. I'll just leave it at that. But, yeah. you know, you also said that, you know, just, you know, letting God work through you, yeah. you know, and he can, you know. This right now is a testimony to your kids and those around you with what you're going through, you know, and not having a job, but God providing that. You know what? It can be done. You know, and, you know, God will give you exactly what you need in his time. In his time, You know, and I, I believe that, and, you know, he'll give you more than what you expected. Yeah. You know. You know, for a while, I, I didn't really know, like, I used to joke around with her sometimes when uh, somebody would say, uh, God spoke to me and <laughs> and uh, told me whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I would tell her, like, did like, he literally speak to you? Like, did you actually hear it? Or, like, I was struggling. I was, how, like, what did they mean? Because I don't think that God's ever actually whispered in my ear, like, Hey, Elijah, I need you here, yeah. Go do this. I would joke with her about it, which I probably shouldn't have joked with her about it, but <laughs> but just to to be honest, you know, I I would joke around with her like that sometimes. And, you know, over the last couple of years, I've just been more focused. Like, okay, let's be serious, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, recently I've been praying and asking God, you know, reveal yourself just to see, you know, to, to increase my faith. Mm-hmm. And every time I asked him to reveal himself, and this wasn't like every Sunday or anything, but it was just every, you know, a couple of weeks, I'm like, reveal yourself to me. Show me that you're real, you know, show me mm-hmm. something. Somebody would prophesy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, really? Because, you know, that's not something that just happens all the time and every single time I asked him to reveal himself there he was and he was saying exactly what I wanted to hear and or needed to hear and it was just so awesome and God is good he's awesome so it kind of answers your question you know God does speak yeah, through prophecy sometimes when so I did actually hear it (laughs) you did actually hear it you know and sometimes and we all need that sometimes you know to hear that God is you know he's he's there he's listening to what our needs are and you know he'll he'll use somebody in the gift of prophecy to show you you know what he's trying to show you sometimes for me it's been a few times in you know a quiet place you know when I was in quarantine one of my biggest things was being worried about having it because I was sick at the time when I was quarantined and not only was I sick but there were several people that had already contracted it and this was at the beginning of it 
you know, so it was already heightened up up here. But I remember, you know, being in my basement, you know, she was able to go to church and stuff, and I was stuck at home, like, you know, and you just pray about it. But I remember I went and got tested, and I mean, they tell you, okay, well, if you don't hear nothing within three days, you know, that's fine, but if you hear something, you know, before that, then you're probably positive. First day went by, you know, and I'm like, okay, that's one. You know, you start counting them down. Mm-hmm. It starts getting stressful. You start getting anxiety. You know, the second day, you know, I was reading my Bible. But as I was reading my Bible, I got a phone call. You know, I looked at the number. I don't know the number. I didn't even want to answer it. Okay. I answered it. And right before I hit that answer button, you know, I heard something say to me, just trust me. Do you trust me? Waited a second, I said, yeah. Finally answered, you know, and they told me everything. They said, you know, negative, that right there put me at ease. Because, you know, you're waiting for something that's unknown. You know, and sometimes it's just being in that quiet time and, you know, giving your attention to God that you don't usually give, Mm -hmm. that he'll quietly t- speak to you, you know, and it, it built me up knowing that, okay, now I know that, you know, God does listen and he will tell you. It's just mm-hmm. us paying attention. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sometimes we miss it. You know, okay. my dad, he preached about how, you know, Moses in the burning bush. Moses, Moses, right? Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking Abraham, I'm still thinking about Abraham. Oh, Isaac. Okay. But, he said if Moses wouldn't have turned around and saw that bush, he probably would have never, you know, did anything with it because he wasn't paying attention. But he paid attention to it, and, you know, God used him, right. you know. God can use you through this right now. And I, I think I ended up starting to, you know, joke around with her about um, God speaking or whatever because mm-hmm. uh, when we went to Texas, um, one of these years, uh, was it when my mom was sick? The or when we went to go visit my mom because we didn't know if she was going to, when we went to Texas, when we were in a hotel and I had my little episode. Oh, yeah. Um, we were in a hotel and I, I don't know if I was having a dream. It was so realistic. I woke up and I was speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. I woke up and they made fun of me now. I just jokingly because it was funny. After it was the fact, scary to you it was though. scary for them. Like I woke up speaking in tongues. Mm. I grabbed Nivia. Like I think she fell on the floor. She or fell on the floor off the bed, and I, I know, maybe grabbed her and I was trying up. to hold her. And mm. everybody was like, I saw a big flash of light. Like I thought there was a nuclear mm. thing going on or whatever. Um, so I didn't know if some, you know, if that was just the demons that were in Texas or. If that was like God trying to show me something, and you know, like I said, it's it's a funny thing now, but then it was like real. Like I was speaking in tongues, and right there showed me like, okay, I'm ready. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm right. trying to. She said that I I wouldn't snap out of it because they're you trying to get it. me to snap out of it. And I immediately when I heard her, mm-hmm. I got onto the bed and you know, I started praying and everything. You know, so from then on, I was like, well, 
how does he speak to you? Does he like come to your dream? Does he actually talk to you? So it wasn't a joking thing at first, but right. I was I really wanted to know. And then one that I guess I just didn't really pay attention to was all of a sudden I got something on my phone. I don't it was Matthew I can't remember it, but it was like a scripture that just all of a sudden just popped on my phone out of nowhere. And it was like something that I actually had to hear. Like we were talking about it or something. And it was something I actually had to hear. And I just like all oh, wowed by it at first and then just let it go by. So I was like, well, maybe that was something I was supposed to listen yeah. to. You know, something that he sent me saying, hey, you need to read up on this or something. And so I'm, I'm trying to listen more now. This paying attention to more of the signs and, you know, go in that direction. And, uh, <clears throat> the Bible says that, you know, when you speak in tongues, that's God speaking. That's his prayer. Because sometimes we don't know what to pray for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So speaking in, to- speaking in tongues, God does that for us. Yes, you know, and intercedes on our behalf. You know, and, you know, who knows what was going on, but, you know, God, had 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 his hand upon you, yeah. you know, and whoever was there. Like I said, a lot of times it falls on the men, mm-hmm. and we as men have to be ready, you know, before them. You know, it's, it's, it's hard. Sometimes it's stressful, but you know, it's just paying attention to God and what He wants from us. Right. Sometimes, like you said, sometimes. It's just a scripture, another daily scripture. Like, because you know, yeah. I have those on my phone. Yeah. And I have like three or four different ones, and a lot of times, all of them will be the same exact thing from yeah. different places. I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe I should, like you said, study it, read it, and you know, see what it is. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's paying attention and not, not you know, overlooking it, you know, because it's it's important, you know, and. It, it's just one scripture, but sometimes, you know, with that, I said we're doing this youth thing, learn that, you know, David, as he was a shepherd, you know, he was spending time in devotion with God. He wrote most of his psalms as a shepherd, you know, when his father's filled. And during that time, he just, you know, gave thanks to God for, not for what he did for him, just, you know, thanks for the, everything he's done around him. Yeah. You know, first, but in that quiet prayer time and, you know, the songs you wrote and the songs you listen to, you know, us, you know, daily prayer, you know, devoting our time to God and reading the word, you know, learn that he prepares you later for those battles, you know. I mean, we all know that, but sometimes, like I said, we overlook it, you know, and yeah. I've come to the point where I can't overlook the things of God. It's too important right now. Especially now, <clears throat> but you know, it, you know, we're, we're all in. Seems like we're all in the same boat right now. You know, mm-hmm. we're just trying to get through whatever we got to get through during this time. But you know, with God's help, yeah, we'll we'll make it through. So, is there anything in your past you guys would like to change? You know, some people will say. I wouldn't change anything because it brought me where I'm at now. Some people will say, you know, I wish I came to God sooner. You know, I think we all have something. Mm. Oh, 
um, before my, my attitude change, I'd probably say there was stuff I wanted to change. But just seeing now where I'm at and everything that has happened to this point, who knows if I would have had this change in my life if these negative things didn't happen. Right. So, hard times, such horrible hard times we've had, I've had in my brain. And no, I wouldn't because I'm in a place now that I feel so much closer to God. Hmm. And it's definitely the time to feel that way and, and be where I'm at. So I wouldn't change anything. It's good. It's good. <clears throat> and I'm in the same boat. I wouldn't change anything in my life. But I always tell her, uh, when her and the kids are joking around about, like, different dad or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, this is the way our family is, you know. We joke around with each other about this kind of stuff all the time. Just keep it light. And, uh... Mm -hmm. I, I'll tell Elijah or Noah, I was like, you wouldn't even be here if it was a different dad. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, because it's two, it's two different people. What do you, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be somebody else. You wouldn't even be thought of. You wouldn't be Elijah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, your name probably wouldn't be Elijah. Anyways, to that point, um, that's why I wouldn't change anything because I, I believe, I really sincerely believe that everything that I've done, everything that I've been through, um, from that seed being planted in me from my uncle or whoever um, whoever was praying for me throughout these whole years of um, being a teen and on this is where I am now because of that I have my wife and my kids because of all those things right. um, so honestly if I was somebody else I mean because I used to wish you know and I wish I went to college or I wish I would have yeah. did this or I would have did that, you know. Right. But I probably would have been a totally different person. Who knows? Doing what? I mean, yeah. Would have maybe been in the Lord, maybe not. Right. Who knows? So I'm pretty happy at where I am now. So. Yeah. Like what you said that, you know, God has, you know, taken full control from. Yeah, when you were start. younger, you know. Mid. <clears throat> see if I can find it. In the Ecclesiastes. Yeah, I read this to our youth the other night, actually. I'm about to say that. Because <laughs> uh, it sounds like that scripture that we read to them. Uh, it was a. It was a good one because it explains. You got it. Yeah. So it's Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 6, verses 9 and 10, it says, Enjoy that, no, enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then verse 10 says, Everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no use arguing with God about your destiny. Yeah. You know, yeah. just put it there, you know, step by step. You know, he's in control. Um, it says, the more words you speak, the less they mean, so what good are they? In the, few days are, in the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows how our days can best be spent? Our lives are like a shadow. Who can tell what will happen on this earth after we are gone? Right. Um, like I said, I like what you said because, you know, it's just it lines up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I, 
you know, everybody says that you have choices or whatever. You can choose to do this. You can choose to do that. You do. Um, and I think you do, too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the choices when I was young was, do you want to do this bad thing or do you want to do this bad thing? Mm-hmm. It, so it was, okay, well, pick between those two. Um, lose, I lose. <laughs> yeah, it was a lose-lose situation. But like I was saying, God has his plan for you. So even if it was a lose-lose you're gonna go through maybe a rough path, but you're gonna you're gonna see the light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be God waiting for you to here. Come on, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed mm-hmm. to sit here in the seat mm-hmm. next to your wife, talking about God because mm-hmm. that's who that's who you are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> reminds me of some another scripture. Yeah, look at this thing more. Actually been working on so in second Timothy four seven you know Paul talks about how he fought the good fight mm-hmm. you know he finished the race he kept the faith you know it says you know, from what I got from it, you know, Paul said he never kept the course. He said he kept the faith. You know, he may have stumbled and fell, but keeping the faith, he finished it. You know, you may have gone through bad choices. No. It wasn't the right course, mm-hmm. but, you know, even now, by faith, you know, you're getting through it. And I think that's one of the biggest things right now, with this, especially with this podcast. You know, we've yeah. been speaking a lot about faith and holding <clears> on to it and, you know, just letting God take control what's important I have a friend that I'm, I think you know Jeremiah mm-hmm. from Shamrock he, he doesn't even serve God and, you know I even gave him a Bible study thing to kind of study because we didn't have time to get together and there wasn't Zoom then but yeah. one of the things he told me was like you know I know the Bible says that if you just trust in God and give up everything he's like I don't even want to work no more you know like he was ready to just give it up and just let God take full control I'm like you can do that you know that's that's a big test of faith yeah you know and after that I never heard from him again he kind of disappeared so I don't know Hmm. what he's doing or you know if he's he's even alive I hope he is but you know I know he was going through some things and I don't know what led him to say something like that, but you know, if if a guy like that that doesn't serve God can have that much faith, how much more us? Yeah. You know, it's it's I don't know. I like to find out what's going on with him. But. So, as a man or woman, what advice would you give to other men, women, younger men, or women, your family members, your kids? What advice would you give? <clears throat> just to give it to God yeah. that if there's things that you're going through to sincerely ask him for guidance mm-hmm. and to to see things the way that he does like I did because it brought me out of a, a dark place and um, just give it to God and pray pray a lot with sincerity mm-hmm. yeah. Um, attitude change 
Maybe we're an attitude change because there's choices in this life and your choices can make all the difference in um, your trust, your walk with God, honestly. Because if you choose to be mad at somebody, you choose to think that things are happening that aren't happening, you're going to be messed up. So choose good things. Choose choose um, prayer and and asking for the things that you need. For me, I'm, I guess, uh, you know, kids are always with their, you only live once, you know, that's mm-hmm. what they say all the time, or I don't even know what they're saying now, but that was a big <laughs> thing, you know, you only live once, you only live once, so mm-hmm. instead of choosing to, you only live once, so let's go do some mischief, you know, how about you only live once, let's serve the Lord, mm-hmm. just in case, you know, you don't have that other day. True. Um, just to, as soon as you can, just start serving the Lord. Um, if you think you don't have anybody, you know, take a harder look around because there's there's somebody always there to, you know, talk to or mm-hmm. have shoulder to cry on or something. And you know, this friends thing—it's kind of overrated. Um, if you know you're friends are getting you to do the wrong thing Mm -hmm. it's they were really not your friends then if they're trying to get you to do bad things so um, I know a lot of kids go through that nowadays even Elijah has some kids coming over sometimes and um, sometimes I approve but there's other things that they do sometimes that I don't approve of and Mm -hmm. you know he'll get an earful of it Mm -hmm. because he knows the right thing to do but sometimes it's difficult when there's three boys mm-hmm. and he's trying to tell them something and they just want to listen or whatever, you know. And I just, uh, like I tell him, just, you know, if they're trying to get you to go the other way, then maybe they're really truly not your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so just stay clear and you'll meet somebody that's a true friend that wants to listen about God or Right. You know, go in the right direction, do the right things instead of the other way around. So. Right. That's true. The, um, <clears throat> I like what you said, you know, serve God as soon as you can. You know, right now, a lot of people don't have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard somebody said that, they, oh, there's plenty of time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I see people dropping like flies, mm-hmm. you know, and it's sad. <clears throat> and, you know, the other thing, um, you know, you said you have your son and their friends, you know. What's good about them coming over to your house, man, is you set the tone. Yeah. You have a godly house. Mm-hmm. You know, you're bringing them from outside, looking yeah. in. Mm-hmm. You, you could set the situation where, you know what, you know, like I said, testimony is everything, even for your son. Because mm-hmm. you know, he serves God. And just by having them there, you know, just being an example, a testimony, mm-hmm. could change a lot in them. Yeah. You know, I know younger kids is, are hard, but, There you know. is a one kid that listens to him and talks to God with him. Mm-hmm. It's when the other two come. It's when There's it starts ours. going off, you know. <laughs> like, Elijah will talk Bible with the one kid, mm-hmm. and they'll go back and forth, and 
and then the other two come and it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know they're maybe their dad's not there or something or mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on but and see, and it's, it's an opportunity for you too, yeah. you know, as well. Yeah. You know, both of you to just kind of say, hey, you know, just talk yeah. to him a little bit, you know, ask him questions, and you know, kind of, like I said, you, you you control what goes on in your home, you know, you control who steps in, and you're, you know, I read a a book, yeah, I would recommend it for you, especially because you know, as men, and it talked about that, you know, you don't have to go out with those worldly people. And, you know, wonder about, you know, are you going to do bad? Are you going to do this? You know, you invite them over with, you know, your brothers and sisters in church. And you set the tone. Yeah. That way, you know, they could see what it's like to live a life, mm-hmm. you know, serving God. Because it does change people. I think we're having that now yeah. with one of our kids and youth that, you know, she's, she's coming from a bad place. But she's seeing, you know, how we live and how things are going. And, you know, she's received the Holy Ghost and she's really happy. It's a different life. To see, you know, you see the joy in somebody that wasn't there before. When I first met her, it was was different. But now that she's had the Holy Ghost and she's around people that are of the same faith, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of changed her. Yeah. And it's kind of opened her up. It's given her joy and happiness. And it's amazing to see how willing and opening their heart is and their mind is. Like, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised by their age. You always think that they'd have a bad attitude or to be rebellious. And when you start talking to them about hope and about peace and about change and that a future could be different, they just, they want to know more. Yeah. They and open their mind and they want to know more. And it's amazing. Like I said, you, you said yourself you know you don't know what's going on in their mm-hmm. own lives sometimes if we just sit back and listen yeah. you know we can help them yeah leave an know. impact you know we're, we're not you don't have to be you know a preacher pastor or any of those things to do that you yeah. know, we're, we're all called to, yeah. we're all called to win the lost yeah. and these young kids especially nowadays because they're man it, it's sad because our youth in this world have the highest suicide rate. Mm-hmm. You know, from ages not even youth, from ages like seven up. Yeah. You know, Eight it's it's sad. It's it's just really sad, you know, and it, it hurts because I don't remember growing up like that and having. Uh, I don't know. Just, I don't remember it being that way, you know. Yeah. But you know, you have control, and you can do that, you know, and especially now, <clears throat> since you have the time, you know, because yeah. you're there, but, you know, and little Elijah too, you know, he's, he's his own testimony, he's a good kid, yeah. you know, Noah, same thing, um, oh, thank you. so, what has kept you so far, I said, I mean, it seems like we've stressed faith in God most. Is there anything else that has kept you? Um, I think what has kept me is just um, wanting to be an example for my kids because I was such a worrier um, knowing that I had to show them what they need to be in order to keep them in church. Um, 
because I want them to stay in church and to know God and to make it to heaven. Um, and I do think about the third generation and my grandkids. Like, if I'm a warrior, like, I'm going to start worrying about my grandkids, you know. You? Just, um, my kids, I know they get on my nerves sometimes, <laughs> but they are very, very good kids, and I do know that. Mm-hmm. Especially when I watch them, them worship at church. I'm like, wow, you know, I was never like that. I'm barely like that right. now. Right. So, um that's what keeps me going is that I will not leave. I will not leave the Lord with my kids around here. No, never. I will be their example and I just hope we can all keep going and make it. Yeah, it's important because I don't know, I don't think like all the way up to my grandkids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm worried about, you know, her liking somebody right now or him liking somebody right now. But it'll eventually happen, and yep. you know our biggest thing is you know, hopefully, hopefully they continue to serve God even mm-hmm. after we're gone. Yeah. You know we have to leave that legacy. <clears throat> you know they'll they'll want to serve God. Hopefully, we taught them enough to yeah. do the right thing. Mm-hmm. It's not always easy, mm-hmm. like you said, but you know, hopefully, I mean, it's been more than planting a seed with them. They they're rooted in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have no, I mean, they can go astray. You know, we pray that they don't. Yeah. But, you know, they're rooted, they're grounded already. You know, for you, it was taking a seed. For you, you were rooted in mm-hmm. For me, it was taking a seed. You know, I say it goes back to Aunt Melinda. You know, and it's, it's good, it's important. You know, I, like you said, my family's my backbone. But if I don't have them, I ain't got nothing. You know, and that's not, I'm not talking about, like, us as cousins or, you know, my parents or anything, but just my wife and my kids. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how that's we feel. You know, yeah, that's, sure. that's my backbone. That's what keeps me going. If I ain't got them, what else do I got? You know, like I said, everything else is material. You know, but without them, I ain't got nothing. Without God, I ain't nothing. For sure. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, same thing, family. Um, that's the one thing I just wrote. Is family, that's what's kept me. Um, back when I was worried about the Broncos or worried <laughs> about just not wanting to get up and go to church or whatever, she ended up telling me, you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your kids. Right. And that's what I always did, and it end up turning from doing it for my kids to doing it for myself so and you know so it all works together but um like you said my family's my backbone they're my best friends they they confide in us we confide in them and that's nice too as your kids get older be able to actually talk to them yeah you know and you can actually convert without having to you're too young to understand now but now that they understand it's like now you can really sit down and, and talk. Yeah. You know? yeah. And like I told you earlier, we're the type of family we'll we'll joke around with each yeah. other. We, I mean, we didn't stray away from telling them about sex or things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Everything we know, they know. I mean, Nivia's still kind of young, but she's she knows about yeah, sure. things too. So, and we make sure that we're the ones that told her right. and told them, so they get the information from us. Because right. we've had when they were in a public school 
we'll send a flyer or with a permission yeah. slip yeah. saying, you know, can we teach your kids about this or that or equality yeah. and this and that or the other? And like, um, no. Anything they can learn, we'll teach them about yeah. that stuff. You teach them math and science and that stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. That's. So, yeah, like I was saying, just, uh, they were trying to teach them all that other stuff. And we're like, no, you guys teach them the, the basics, the yeah. math, the science, and all that. And life, we got that. Right. We tell them about life. We tell them, you know, that they serve God, not what you're trying to tell them right. and serve or whatever. Because they do put a lot of things in these kids' heads nowadays. Sure, absolutely. Uh, especially when it comes to politics and everything. They they like to push their agenda or whatever and it's you know it's crazy that they do that but they do that they started early so you know later on they have it in their brains and it's more now than ever because mm-hmm. i don't remember it being like that in public school mm-hmm. i don't either i mean you know used to do our pledge of allegiance <laughs> and, you know <laughs> yeah i mean it's totally different in fact yeah. i can't even do some of their schoolwork because i'm like yeah i know <laughs> And, you know, at the same time, um, Elijah, he used to take, they would, like, say, bring your own book from home. Mm-hmm. And he would take his Bible, mm-hmm. and he got in trouble in one year really? for bringing his Bible to school. Yeah, that's all. Wow. Yeah. It's like, that's just how bad they've gotten. They, these kids can bring, like, you know, witch books or whatever, you know, whatever their books are called. But he brings his Bible, and it's like, oh, this a, you can't do that. Really? It's like they free had, time of reading yeah, too. So. They got this whole separation of um, religion and school mm-hmm. mixed up. It was supposed to be for us, so they can't bother us about our religion. Mm-hmm. But they flipped it around to where, no, it's supposed to be you guys can't bring your religion into school, but they want to bring their you know Muslim in now and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, okay, well, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. But. So I remember it being like that. I actually did a book report on, I think it was uh, the book of Job oh. when I was in high school. Because I didn't feel like reading what they wanted <laughs> <laughs> to read. And I really enjoyed the book of Job. So I actually asked, actually my mom asked the teacher because I was like, Man, I don't feel like doing a book report on <clears throat> uh, the Odyssey no. by Homer. I've actually, I've read it. Mm-hmm. It was just not. It wasn't like oh, it's cool, yeah. you know. But you know, I did it on the Book of Job, and I mean, they let me. They yeah. You know, I wasn't pushing no religion on them, and they weren't yeah. pushing the book on me. They just wanted us to do some type of book report mm-hmm. literature. Yeah. And I was like, I read the book. Like I even gave her, a, you know, open, you know, book report. You yeah. know, and she's like, Well, you read it. I was like, Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Like you yeah. said, you know, sometimes you learn things you enjoy. Yeah. I did the book of Job, and the reason why I did the book of Job, when we were homeschooled by your mom, I liked dinosaurs a lot. Mm-hmm. And she introduced me to the book of Job, and the book of Job actually mentions dinosaurs mm-hmm. in there. That's why I did it. You know, kind of, I was able to knock out two things, which was a science thing <laughs> and, you know, literature, because I was failing horribly in high school. So I was able to get extra credit just by doing that. <clears throat> but that's, that's sad, man. Like, you can't even... Yeah, he was just bringing it to read it too. Mm, especially for free reading. Yeah. yeah. I guess it is what it is. You can't, I don't know. 
Well, you know me as a <laughs> as a fighter of of the right thing, or so if I feel that it's right, I would tell him anyway. Take it anyway. Yeah. Like. What are they gonna do? I mean. Yeah, but Elijah's so not a confrontation. He does not like confrontation at all. No, no, so no. I mean, I don't blame him, but I sometimes would like him to sound his ground too. Yeah, and he will. Yeah. It just it'll come to a point where he realizes he has to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know my kids are kind of the same way. They try to stay clear of any confrontation, but when it comes down to it, it's like, okay, well, definitely either my kid or your mom's kid, because, you know, we <laughs> don't, especially me, I I don't hold back sometimes. And it's, it's gotten me into trouble plenty of times, you know, and... I've said what I said in my past, and I've done things that I've done, and I can't take them back. You know, I can apologize for them and ask for forgiveness, and that's about it, you know, whether they were good or bad. <clears throat> but I've realized that you know, sometimes you got to hold your tongue. Yep. You know, and sometimes you got to just brush it off and move forward. And you know, with that, you know, with the whole Bible thing, I mean, it's it's ridiculous, but. Yeah, so, you know, that's you can, one of the things that's been on my mind, too, because she brings up, uh, you know, when the government starts trying to, like, okay, you can't do this or that, you know, religion-wise or whatever. And it's like, well, that's when we're going to have to stand up. Like, everybody else is standing up for meaningless stuff, like, just because Trump is president or just because you want it to be another letter on the LGBTQ, whatever and the whole alphabet like, now. Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, we're going to have to stand up and defend our religion and do what's right. And, you know, because they're coming out with, a, well, you can't um, church anymore because uh, you can't be worshiping because. Yeah, that's what causes it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're causing They're the saying that as, like, first thing, choirs, choirs, they're saying. And I'm like, so, wow. Uh, when you were saying that, I was like, well, you know, that's when we're going to have to stand up and hopefully. Not just, you know, everybody be afraid and, you know, stand Not up only for that, but, God. You know, churches are going to have to stand together yeah. and, and not against each other. Because yeah. there's a lot of churches that do that. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be, it's not going to be this church versus that church. It's got to be all of us churches need to be united. Yeah. You know, and that's where, you know, you we all will and we all are going to have to stand up definitely yeah because times are changing you know, I don't know if you guys have read about uh, Brother Tony Spell Brother Timothy Spell's son down uh, in Louisiana I think so but he's going through trial right now he's the pastor that they put on house arrest for having services during COVID mm -hmm. okay and this was in the beginning, correct? This is going on right now. His but child, when he was, when they, yeah, when they first, first started, did the lockdown or whatever. You know, he yeah. kept on having yeah. services yeah. because, you know, it's our right. Yeah. And they're trying to take that from us. Mm -hmm. You know, and it may not be the same doctrine. But again, like I said, you know, churches are going to have to stand. Religions, if they want to keep doing what they want to do, yeah. you're going to have to stand because it was our right. Mm -hmm. And now more than ever, 
You know, it's going to be pushed. Mm-hmm. You know, and we got to push back. You we know, definitely do. You know, where I grew up, push came to shove. Yeah. So if you're going to push, I'm going to have to push harder. Mm-hmm. That's just it, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we're, our kids will learn that they're going to have to, and who knows, it might even come down to their time. Yeah. They're going to have to be the ones to stand. They're going to have to have the backbone. Yeah. You know, much more stronger than ours. Because we don't know when it'll happen. Is there anything else you guys would like to share or talk about? I know I kind of skipped through some things, but I think we kind of covered most of those questions. It's your time. There's no rush. Unless, you know, I know Chris had to go get the kids, but anything else you'd like to say, share? Um, just that this, this being in quarantine and this thing that's happening right now has just opened my eyes to a lot of positive things. I mean, you know, we have daddy home. Right. I always wanted to be the wife that, that went here or there with her husband during the day because I never had him during the day. You know, the <laughs> kids get to have him around. Um, I was worried about them going to Boys and Girls Club because they were learning not good things there. I mean, it was really good, but the kids were not so good. And I didn't have to worry about that because I, I was having, I was coming to a point where I had to tell them, well, you're not going to go anymore and they're going to be mad at me and they're going to hold that against me. And I didn't have to do that. It took time to have fun. We were, yeah, we were talking to each other and I was like, okay, we're going to, they're going to go like a couple more times and then slowly wean them out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this happened, and they weren't able to go the next week, right? Nope. And now they know <laughs> so they're not ever going to go back. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a good thing because the yeah. change happened again where they're not those those naughty kids anymore. They don't have horrible bad attitudes like they were coming home oh, with. Oh, they were starting to get a little bit of bad attitudes. Yeah, soon. really just, bad. You know, um, we hear it a lot, you know. Well, if your kids are acting a certain way, it's because of you and you know, the parents. But... You know, okay, it does have to do with parents too, but sometimes you can't help it when your kid is hanging around with yeah. somebody else for eight hours or <laughs> throughout mm-hmm. the whole week. You can know. also say bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. That's right. So That's true. Yeah. And we don't try to do anything bad in front of them. You know, like we, are, we openly talk with them or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, those bad things that were coming from them are like, whoa. Really, this is what you're coming home with, huh? So, yeah. it's uh, they learn it, they pick it up, and then no. they think it's no big deal. Yeah, <clears throat> go through that. And sometimes it's not even like going out, you know, with their friends or doing things with, you know, a boys and girls club or public schools. Sometimes it's what you watch, what you listen yeah. to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had to really guard them from a lot of that. You know, because it's just so out there. And like you said, it's pushed mm-hmm. nowadays. You know, through everything, it's like, wow. Yep. Like, commercials. Commercials and TV shows. And mm-hmm. You're like, wow, what a change. Yeah. I can't. A lot of times I can't even sit through certain things because I'm just like, yeah, I'm done. Yep. Yeah. We'll go do something else, you know. Let's go do something. But it's it's gotten worse and... Like I said, I haven't thought 
to my grandchildren. I should, but you know, gotta I gotta take care of the now first. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it. Man, I don't know anymore. I just gotta serve God and hope I make it. That's about it. You know, and hope they do too. Yeah. I was talking to my brother about that. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. You know what you say or do, if you ain't going to make it, you're going to stand there alone mm-hmm. one day and answer to God. You can't blame nobody but yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's time to take care of the now, you know. Anything else? Like I say, you can talk about whatever you want, man. Uh, just to any younger generation that's coming up, just... You know, stay strong. And like I said before, you know, there's always somebody to talk to. Just mm-hmm. if you need to go to church to find somebody to talk to, it's the best place to go. Yeah. Go find somebody godly mm-hmm. and uh, get a conversation going. Get your heart in the right place. And mm-hmm. just the best thing you could do is serve the Lord. And it took me a long time to figure it out, um, but the seed is planted. God has a path for you. you just keep going, stay strong. Mm-hmm. There's no need for the, you know, thinking of killing yourself and stuff like that. I've been through, uh, I was bullied in middle school. Um, I was probably about five foot tall in middle school. And uh, I was bullied pretty bad. And, you know, what my parents did for me was hey here's a knife take this to school Jeez. so in 7th grade uh, there I was with the knife cause it was like 6 guys bullying me mm. took a knife and was ready to stab somebody um, <clears throat> I think God knew then to keep them away cause that day I didn't get bullied so I don't know if I ended up showing it to one of my friends or what <laughs> but I didn't get bullied on that day and you know being taught the wrong way it was a big part of my life but God had something better for me um, like I said thank God that he kept those guys away because who knows what would happen to me from an early age. Mm-hmm. There's no need to go there. If you're getting bullied, just talk to somebody. Please talk to somebody. Yeah. That's what you need. You need to talk to somebody that's going to teach you the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's important. I know uh, when I was a teenager, just going through things or even getting in trouble, you know, sometimes my mom and my dad couldn't get through to me. Call Uncle Manuel. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uncle Manuel used to always get through to me. He was a smart man, a wise man, you know. And I remember he'd take me to go play pool, you know, and we'd talk about everything, you know, everything that was going on. And, you know, after we'd talk, it just feels so much better. Yeah. Because sometimes you can't talk to your parents, uh-huh. but you need to find, like you said, find somebody, find a godly person, yeah. godly man, godly woman, talk mm-hmm. to them. Because, you know, I, I didn't have those type of issues, you know, suicide and stuff like that. But I was I was just doing things I wasn't supposed to do, yeah. you know. 
hanging out with the wrong people, doing the wrong things, and it catches up to you fast. You know. Does. But he he was always a guy that I can go to. You know, just have a conversation. Like I said by the time I was done, it felt better. You know, it felt good. And sometimes I couldn't even talk to my pastor, and I had had to do a lot of times where I had to go to my pastor, and I had to, you know, talk, even when you don't want to, sometimes you don't know what to say, mm-hmm. you know, but nowadays it's not just, <clears throat> I still have a hard time, you know, speaking and talking, but, you know, I just pray that God give me the right words to say, mm-hmm. you know, that way, that when somebody comes and has issues, I can answer them, I can talk to them. You know, I had, you know, a few months back, it was actually back in December, you know, as I was delivering, it was two in the morning, I'm on 19th Street downtown, you know, I'm by myself all the time. Yeah. And the guy came in, and I'm from one end of the building, and I could see him coming through the front door, and he had a knife, you know, and he was talking about he just wanted to end it. You know, and I'm like trying to distance myself because I'm like, I don't know what this guy's going to do, you know. But as I'm distancing myself, someone told me just talk to him. Yeah, I actually got him to put the knife down. I got him to sit down on a chair. Like he was able to talk to him, you know, just tell him, you know, there's better for you. You know, and you could smell the alcohol on him, like to where I was almost wanting to throw up because it was so bad. But, you know, God kept me calm. So most of the time I'm not calm. I carry a knife. I carry, you know, brass knuckles and other things. That I'm not supposed to. Yeah. But I do because that's how I am. But, you know, I was able to get him to a place where he was on the chair, knife out of his hand, and he was willing to help me at a certain point. And I even mm-hmm. told him, you know, well, here, grab your knife, cut this open for me. You know, so I had him working with me. And at the same time I had it working, I was on the phone with the police. Yeah. You know, they were on their way, and, you know, they got there, and they are like, well, what did he do? I was like, well, gratefully and thankfully he didn't do anything. Yeah. He just, he was in a bad place. He needs help. I can't give him that help, you know. There's a God that I can introduce him to. Yeah. But everything I'm telling him, he ain't going to remember because he was so out of it. Yeah. But, you know, you know it's, it's sad, but that alone was the point where I had to say, you know what, God, through you, you know, let your words, my words, you know, help. Yeah. I'm not the greatest speaker, you know, and even with this, you know, coming up and helping my dad, I've had to learn to, you know, read the Bible more and put my thoughts and words on paper. Yeah. That way I can, you know, put it out there. But, you know, just let God use me in the right way. Amen. Like That's I said, he, he can use you too, man. You know, especially right now. You got the time. Yeah. You know, with your kids, with their friends, you know. You say you're doing, you know, this YouTube channel. You know, it's, it's cool. You know, like you said, it's having the time to do these things. And, you know, not, let's not get distracted by being too busy, you know, forgetting about what God, what we can do for God. You know, it's not, sometimes it's not easy, but 
you have the time. You don't have an excuse anymore. Like you said, talk to somebody. Anybody. Anything else? Thanks for having us. Oh, thank you guys for coming on. Like I said, you know, hopefully it's a blessing to somebody out there listening. You know, we'll, I'll help you guys pray for anything you guys need. You know, I'm always praying for you guys anyway. You guys are family. You know, not just by blood, but you know, we're all brothers and sisters, and you know, it's important. And you know, like I said, so. Hopefully, this will bless somebody in your family that doesn't know, yeah. or somebody in our family that doesn't know. Because you know, there are a lot of listeners. You could see <clears throat> on the Facebook page how many people like the page, mm -hmm. but on the actual podcast, it's three times that. Yeah. I don't know who they are. Yeah. But whoever's out there, you know, hopefully it's been a blessing to you. Hopefully, you guys have learn something hopefully this can build your faith like it has built ours you know just talking about faith and trusting in God and you know give it to the Lord try to get to a church um, also if you're interested in healthier food and living check out her YouTube channel what was that again keeping it Cassie keeping it Cassie um, like I said, I check it out. I'm not ready to make that jump yet, but, <laughs> you know, it, it, food looks good and looks great, and there's some other things on there, you know, some food hauls, and I think you guys were testing out coffees or something. Yes, coffees, and at some point, hopefully, cool. we'll be doing some more family vlogs with homeschooling and what our life is really about. Yeah, we, we all homeschool here, and, you know, for those that are just getting into it, you know, there's a lot to it, and there's also things out there that can help you. And, you know, just, like I said, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a good week, good weekend. We're praying for you out there help you, to help you guys have a better day. Pray for us because we're all going through this together, and we'll make it out. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to The Undeniable. We hope this has built your faith just a little bit more in God and uh, please follow us on Facebook at the undeniable podcast you can find us on Spotify anchor and soon to come other podcasts with that being said I hope you guys have a blessed week weekend and uh, try to get to church